You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about Sade Diamond Life. In the room I have Anne. Hello. And on the line I have Kyle. Hi there. And Jackson. Hello. Diamond Life is the debut studio album by the English band Sade released in the UK on the 6th of July 1984 by Epic Records and in the United States 27th of February 1985 by Portrait Records. The producer was Robin Miller and the genre is smooth soul and sophistopop. And I'm going to read from the book, Jim Harrington. It is hard to imagine a softer voice making a bigger impact. In the R&B and soul realms, Sade's sleek, restrained, and sophisticated sound marked a paradigm shift away from the decades-old dominance of Aretha Franklin, Tina Turner, and other blues and gospel-drenched singers. Moreover, Diamond Life's inclusive world beats would spur on countless top 40 artists to subtly experiment with Latin, Caribbean, and other exotic sounds. The album opens with a warm bossa nova of Smooth Operator, a huge worldwide hit, then strolls leisurely through the romantic Your Love is King and Hang On to Your Love. The London-based vocalist's detached delivery borders on icy at times, but the velveteen accompaniment of her band also known as Sade, turns I Will Be Your Friend and Why Can't We Live Together into alluring after-hours affairs. Its appeal cut through class, culture, race, age, and sex. With Diamond Life, it became acceptable for a man to buy a romantic album for reasons other than simply to impress a woman. The key that unlocked those doors was Sade's voice, the 25-year-old Nigerian-born singer's mesmerizing mix of smoky blues, steely jazz, and sterling pop simply sounded like no one else all right what do we think of Sade Diamond Life I like this record a whole bunch not just smooth operator the whole thing yeah end to end I listened to this record several times um I couldn't get enough of it I thought it was fucking fantastic I was interested about your take too Jackson you're big I know you're into bossa nova yeah that's that's a cool note there that and you know that they that they mentioned the other you know sort of Caribbean and you know other exotic world inflections that are on the album for sure i totally love this album too this is i've listened to this a bunch of times over the past few days i mean her voice is will melt you for sure it's <laughs> I, I get like addicted to it a little bit mm-hmm. like it's so soothing and awesome and like the band is just like so tight but like groovy and swingy it's just like a it's a it's a the rhythm is a joy to, mm-hmm. to, to listen to especially and then with her on top of it i couldn't get enough either yeah i i didn't struggle because it's bo- like bossa nova so it's so easy to get into but i think i 
some songs I was not a huge fan of. Your Love is King is one of them. I, I just, I couldn't get there. Smooth Operator makes sense. Uh, when am I g- going to make a living? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some others that are really good. But as a whole album, I was just, I was struggling on on some of those. It's just, uh, I don't know what it was. It just kind of, her her band sounded a bit like that 80s plasticky pop, which I know really? is totally there, but that, it, at times I'm just not a, a fan of that. And that's just me. And what do you think? I mean, it's great. It's very, very, very easy to listen to. <laughs> her voice is amazing and wonderful. Um, the band is really tight and knows what it's doing. Um, there were a few tracks that I didn't like as much. I didn't like Your Love is King either, but like overall you can listen to it front to back and enjoy the whole thing. Like, Yeah, I think that's really what, what sets it apart is just the, you can just throw it on it, 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 in a party or a relaxing setting like it just really grooves mm-hmm. definitely a mood for sure album for sure yeah i never knew that charday was like a band as opposed to just being like a singer with a backing band and they're really good they're really groovy a lot of interesting stuff on the guitar i always found something kind of new to listen to uh, or listen for every time i listen to it frankie's first affair i thought was a banger really uh, when am i going to make a living yeah yeah <sighs> i couldn't get into cherry pie did anybody watch uh, the live music video for Cherry Pie? Sadly. Yeah, that's when, yeah. I, I, I did a deep dive after watching just the video for Cherry Pie, and I watched a bunch of their, their live stuff, and they, mm, <laughs> it'd be a great show to catch. So that's really? all I'm saying. Like, cool. it was very, very impressive. That's interesting, because I was, I, uh, when listening to it, I was like, I don't know if I would stand up for this whole show. <laughs> I know oh, I think I'm, it would be, it'd be really fun though, because there's so many like layers and like different things going on. Yeah. I just yeah, can't. I mean, it's a little more, a little more of an experience probably, you know, with yeah. you, if I was you in get, a club, get wrapped up in that quiet storm. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in a club and I was, we were sitting down and like Sade was performing, I mean, that's, I could drink cocktails and, and some people were dancing or something in the dance floor. That, that seems like a, a good show. I just can't imagine like going and standing and being like, woo, Sade. <laughs> but I know I've seen the concert footage and that's what it's like. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eventually moved 6 million copies, became the best selling debut by any British female vocalist in history. Whoa. So how about that? That's a lot of copies. Amazing. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a totally unique vibe. You know, and this is just kicking off her career. You know, the rest of her albums are a little more mysterious sounding. What do you mean by that? If I remember right. What do you mean by mysterious? This album's pretty poppy. You know, it's like pretty bouncy. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're bopping the whole time. Um, most, most of the time. And I, I don't think it took very long for them to sort of get into something a little more, I said mysterious, but, um. Esoteric. Maybe a little darker. (laughs) Okay. Dark, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. Hang on to your love. The song we're listening to now, incredible song. Yeah, spent I think this nineteen is my weeks. One. Yeah, yeah, nineteen weeks on the Billboard's R and B charts. It's like five months. Like it's amazing. Wow. I can see why it stuck around too. Like I never got sick of this album. No. Yeah, this song in particular, "Hang On to Your Love." I thought it was a, it. Ha, it almost has that thriller backbeat, 
which is the mm-hmm. constant <laughs> totally. like driving yeah. bass and, and drums. Dun, dun, dun. And then it has a little bit of that chic guitar. Um, totally. So it's like bum, ba, dum, bum, on the guitar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a definite, this was one of the standouts. This might be my favorite song on the album. I think you said that too. Totally yeah. awesome. That's this great. Probably my favorite one, but like, it's not the only one I really liked. Yeah. She has a real res- restrained, like soul voice too. That's the interesting thing. She can hit the notes. She can do, you know, w- what other singers can do, but she has a lot of restraint to be in the, not, I don't want to say monotone, but that, that sort of bossa nova where it's, it's singing on top in a, in a casual fashion that feels very, very laid back. Right. But she's, but she's wailing. Oh yeah. Too. Which is like, it's just a totally unique kind of dynamic, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's, it's restrained. It's kind of like, like, it's not like Whitney Houston. I mean, she probably could hit some of those notes, but like the intro for a smooth operator, which I don't know if the, if the radio edit has that or not. It I don't says remember. The it. spoken part isn't on the radio edit. Okay, because right. yeah. it surprised me. It sounded like a Grace Jones song in the beginning. I was like, "What is this?" Uh, yep. Yeah, there's just like a. Qu- I don't mean to keep saying the quiet storm, but like you know, it really kind of is this like sort of restrained groove that is really strong, but it's not like flashy. Right. I read um, yeah. aloof, but it's like I also read sophisticated, and I feel like that kind of feels more yeah. correct. Like it's. It's really artful and interesting. It's measured in a really interesting way. Sophisticop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There you have it. Yeah, that's sophisticop. like a nightclub this i mean this just sounds like every song i've ever heard it you know a place that would play this this kind of a softer pop jazz female crooner music i feel like this is just <laughs> like the the write-up was saying you know moving away from the tina turner's or the franklin's i mean this is I always like to put things in context and Sade just feels like another, it's like an evolution of those singers like Sarah Vaughn and, and those sort of bluesy, cool uh, Ella Fitzgerald singers. And this is like a tying into those old jazz musicians, but obviously bringing in some, some more Caribbean and exotic beats. Yeah. I saw somebody comparing her to Joan Armatrading, oh, which yeah. was in the book, right? Mm. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Can see that, yeah. I mean, she's she, there's just something kind of entrancing about the way, like her how she, how she sings, her phrasing, her voice, and 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 the the music together just really creates something. Yeah, her her voice different. is often like emotive, but also icy and detached at the same time, which is just a nice little cocktail. I really liked it. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Maybe that's what's turning me off a little bit, though, is that it it just sounds a little detached. 
like especially on Frankie we're listening to right now when she's just saying Frankie it it almost sounds like uh, she's scolding him for having an affair (laughs) I feel like Frankie messed up (laughs) I mean it I don't know it just kind of feels like I know she's a good singer and amazing singer but it just somehow it like hits my ears where it just sounds like this was the first take or something. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it, but I hear you. It has this almost well, off the cuff approach. Whereas I feel like some of the other songs are a little more measured in the approach. Totally. It is, it is, you know, it is their first album. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did think it was interesting too. Smooth Operator came as the third single. It went Your Love is King, When Am I Going to Make a Living, Smooth Operator, then Hang On to Your Love. I thought that was... That's unusual, yeah. Yeah. I definitely would have, wouldn't have gone with that. I will say, I felt like there weren't as many... She didn't say Smooth Operator as many times as I remembered, <laughs> just like thinking about that song. <laughs> so maybe that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's real... It's not very chorus heavy, which isn't as good for a single, maybe, right? Because uh, there's true. not as much like repetition in it. Right, but it's, it's like so actually memorable. A, a more interesting song than I re- remembered. Just trying to think of what I thought it sounded like versus like listening I, to it again. I can totally agree. Yeah, I a, a, f- a few years ago, I definitely kind of went through all of her all of her albums, and I was it, the Smooth Operator seemed so much more sophisticated than I remember hearing it on the radio. Yeah, you know, as a kid. Yeah. And still, I mean, it's still on the radio. Yeah. Isn't that strange when you get inundated with a song and you're like, if I never hear this song again, it'll be too soon. And then you revisit and you're like, actually, I think there's a reason that was on the air so much. (laughs) Totally. And it's like, this is interesting too. It's like almost like this, this whole vibe, this whole, the songs, the music, like this is this is for adults specifically. <laughs> like there's almost nothing about this that uh, a child that like a kid might really, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe some bopping, but like, it'd be really funny to meet that pop. kid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the age? What's the cutoff then Jackson? If for someone to, is it 30? Hmm. How old do you have to be <laughs> to appreci- appreciate Shade? <laughs> well, I'm going to say 26. Okay. On the early side. You guys don't think there were like corny teens listening to this in the 80s? <laughs> there definitely were. <laughs> That's what That's I'm trying true, to think of. Probably. Yeah. There definitely were. The, I know in the write-up is like, it no longer did a man have to be embarrassed to <laughs> buy a Sade record or something. Like, it's like... Yeah, that was an unusual little snippet. <laughs> it, it, is, it, it totally made sense to me. buying seduction albums. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't just for a woman. Uh, I just listened to this by myself with a glass of wine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> Me and my friends are going to watch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants later. And <laughs> you guys can't say shit. <laughs> uh, no, I, that's funny. That I hadn't, really, hadn't really put that to together. Me. Yeah, I hadn't put together that, yeah, this is probably aimed at an older crowd. Whereas a lot of the music we get is definitely aimed at supposed to be at the of, edge of the, of youth, the time right? yeah yeah right yeah i will continue to listen to this i did i did watch some videos recently but i did not i did not catch the cherry pie video kyle i will i'll, <sighs> I'll need to go back on that yeah that mm, mm. 
I, I did a while back. I watched the smooth operator video because there's someone in it that I knew from something. I can't remember who it is now, but there's like an actor, like a current actor who's a very young version of that person is in it. Hmm. I guess we'll never know who it was. <laughs> is it Courtney Cox? <laughs> Courtney <Dude, I> Love? <laughs> no, we have to find out. <laughs> You're going to look it up. Sorry, I always do that. Uh, Michael Feast. Michael oh, Feast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I looked him up, but I couldn't figure out who he was. I didn't read any of the page. <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's in a couple. Of, he's in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Prometheus. He's in um, uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's the, It was the woman that I recognized. Oh. And was it Shadi? You guys. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard of her. Um, no, it was Mulder's girlfriend. Amanda in Pace? In an episode of The X Files, season one. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> fire. Also from Matt's Headroom, Amanda Pays. <laughs> Oh, that's her. Okay. Okay. That's who I was looking for. You know, your X-Files pro. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like this, I I don't know if it was good to start with this one. (laughs) Are we just going to groove on? I know we're just slow and and steady. We do this every time we listen to Bossa Nova records. (laughs) We're just like, Oh, or, or like Nick Drake albums. We're just like, Hey, how's it going? Hey, Welcome to the podcast. You know, I kind of think that. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just like slow down. It just makes you slow down. Maybe that's good. Maybe yeah. it's good that this album makes you take a step back and and kind of chill out. That's what we need in the world today. I, I, I agree. And maybe that was hitting. Maybe that was striking a chord with me. Mm-hmm. For sure. Jackson, that you're very familiar with Sade. Is there like what album? What other Fairly. albums would you? What's your What's your other? What's your next go to after this one? Stronger than Pride, the one mm-hmm. where she's like on a on a beach kind of. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Um, Lovers Rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. That's got some hits on it. I've listened to that one the most for sure. Yeah, I was reading that she like she was never out of the top forty. All her albums, like every yeah. single one she released it was kind of mind-blowing that she's just been able to sustain the popularity and acclaim that people have for her in her band totally yeah like this sort of adult kind of contemporary angle of it i feel like is seems like they really got in at the right time in england because i mean obviously they were you know so huge there and like it's great that 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 they were able to be successful here too um but yeah it's a very specific adult vibe we're just grooving on it cherry pie Mm. (laughs) pie is great yeah Yeah, cherry pie is really good it's got a star by it too 
So easy to listen to. <laughs> Perfect voice. Really interesting and great. Definitely good to chill out with during a stressful week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this has 75 million records worldwide today. Band ranked number 50 on VH1's list of 100 greatest artists of all time. But yeah, in the US alone, it sold 23.5 million units. That is, that is a lot. That's a lot of records. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's craziness. That's, I mean, I still think that this is the, this through what, 90, mid 90s is like the highlight of record sales, right? Because there's so many people, people have access to, you know, equipment, records are a hit. So it's kind of high, I feel like. Yeah, you mean like the, like the, the market itself yeah. is, was jamming? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I feel like people were pushing out a lot of records and it, it was based on, you know, airplay. Like now we have so many disparate, we have so many sources that we can kind of go to. But back then it was like, you heard Smooth Operator, you went out and you bought it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> having a having sort of a cultural zeitgeist that you can point to. Yeah, like, I mean, I still, I, I still buy physical music, but um, it's different when you had to go figure out what it was. Right. Like if you didn't catch the DJs, you know, saying who it was. What do you think? I'm into it. Positive? Thumbs up, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ends on the positive. What do you think, Kyle? Absolutely I'm positive. <laughs> That's it? Okay. Jackson. <laughs> I positively love it. Okay. Um, what do I say? I, I like how many? One, two, three, four. I like five songs out of nine. What is that? Is that a neutral or is that a positive? I think that's a positive, technically. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on the if you scales round up. of justice, then the side that's positive <laughs> would outweigh the side that's negative. I'll just say neutral for me. It's just not, it doesn't get me there. I see the appeal. I think the 80s backbeat of, uh, I just have a real problem with that sort of uh, sterilized, like, backbeat that uh, yeah that if the production into... was different would you like it more uh if it had a few more dynamics i think so yeah you should probably just listen to the entirety of shadi's catalog yeah then... I, I mean i could go <laughs> i could go with the greatest hits for sure yeah and i'm sure but i just feel like for this album i don't want to say it's too one note for me because it's not it's just that i just wish it had a few more of those of sort of dynamic. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying I to hear say you. with that. It has has a very it knows what it's doing and it does it well, but it doesn't stray slightly outside of that, which I I would I want a little bit more. Just a little bit. Not much. <laughs> you you want it darker. <laughs> I want it darker. <laughs> I just want one song where she's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Mad or something? Just a little bit. Yeah, when she's scolding Frankie, just give me a little bit of that. She's not fire. mad. She's just she... disappointed, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and I mean, like the, the, you know, the sort of sound of the production, it's like, okay, this is like definitely like an 80s jazz band. Yeah. You know? So, so. Sounds like a Steely Dan record. Yeah, I did it write. It kind of does. This reminds me of the 
Donald Fagan album, and I was yeah. And I'm it, gonna forget that you ever said that, but um, sorry. No, okay, I mean, okay. very very good, very good musicians, and the the beats are right where they need to be, but something about that turns me away. Totally. <laughs> it's like when you see those, you see like a studio band live or something like that, right? And it's like. Yeah, you guys are really good, but it's so rehearsed that it feels unnatural in a way. Yeah. I, I feel like know. part of that is just definitely the product of its time. You know, if yeah. this were 1979 or like you know, 1989, it would probably yeah. be different. Yeah. I think I think that's true. Instead of smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Plus they're trying to create something. I don't fault them for that. I mean. Well, they did create something. They did create this. <laughs> this is it. I mean, after this album, there's how many albums that sound like this by Jerry Rafferty and all these other, you know, smooth artists. True. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Cocteau Twins Treasure. Treasure.